Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet strategic choices that we all can make in order to become the best versions of ourselves. My name is Dr. Michael Brown. I am the host of Three Words, and I'm here today once again with a very familiar face to me and a very familiar podcaster to you. His name is soon-to-be Dr. Justin Brown. Son, it's good to have you here on our episode today and to be having a very significant conversation that we've talked about a fair amount just as you have grown up and as we have continued to mature together. What are our three words for today? So, Dad, today's three words are examine yourself first. Hmm. Examining yourself first. Let me just acknowledge right out of the gate that this is a very very challenging thing to do. It is hard to look at ourselves in the mirror and to do an honest self-assessment and self-evaluation of who we are becoming. It's tough work. It's hard work. It's challenging work. For many, they would even say frightening or terrifying. To be honest with ourselves, it's easier to look at others. I think we tend to judge others by their choices and ourselves by our intentions. Now, you've thought a lot about this, so share with us. Yeah, I've, I'm really excited you invited me to, to share in this podcast because I, I feel like I've been thinking about this very topic hmm. for the past several months. Um, we're in the middle of this pandemic. We are in the yeah. midst of uh, experiencing an awakening in our country of racial hmm. inequality. Um, even with the 2020 election coming up, I, I acknowledge that I have been struggling hmm. with not judging others in yes. this time for the way that they behave, for the words that they say. Um, and as you said, I oftentimes, you know, I, I give myself the benefit mm. of the doubt, but right, right. so often believe the worst in others. And, and it's something, this idea of examine myself first is something that I've really been over the past couple months just trying to come back to in my own life mm-hmm. and to think about in the way that I live my life today. It's challenging because even as you mentioned, as we look across the world, uh, not only are people feeling angry, but they're aggressive. Not only are they mad, but they're mean. Social media is just exploding with these, these horrible things that oftentimes people don't give deep thought about. And it's easy when we think about the world to think all of those things that are happening outside of the world to me and my family. And the reality is no one is looking at themselves in the mirror saying, I am contributing to the problems we face in the day. Right. And, so, it, and, it, and if I'm investing all of my time or a significant amount of my time in judging others' thoughts and words and behaviors, it does literally zero to help me to become the best version of myself. Absolutely. And, and to invest my time contemplating all the room that others have to grow does nothing to help me grow. Well, and interestingly, um, 95% of the life that we are living today for each individual, we have chosen our way into. Probably only 5% of that is a result of others around me, that I actually get to choose the life that I live and particularly who I am becoming. Talk to me more about examining yourself first. I know you had some very interesting illustrations that you wanted to share that would actually highlight where it's so easy to be judging others and looking outside of ourselves as opposed to looking in the mirror. Definitely. And I think if I could just comment first that Please. I think when we examine others first rather than ourselves first, it does three things. First, it makes us less hopeful. 
Uh, second, it makes us less productive. And third, it can make us less loving and less hopeful that I would look at everyone around me and say, they will never change. Uh, less loving that I would look at others and think they are not worth my kindness or my care. Hmm. And finally, less productive that I would be spending so much of my time frustrated at others that I would not be able to accomplish my own personal goals because I, I can't stay focused on my myself because I'm so focused on other people. Yeah. So let me give an example of Please. really recently. So over the summer, I was working in the emergency room and there was a young African-American man that came in with uh, the complaint of a head injury. And before I went into the room, I had heard some of the nurses having this conversation about, oh, I wonder if uh, this is drug-related or if it was gang-related. And I heard some of these assumptions so being sad. made. Um, subsequently, I go into the room and I begin to ask this man some questions. And he he seems to me to, he's not answering my questions. And the way I interpreted that as this man is clearly in pain and he's very frustrated that I'm asking all these questions. Sure, sure. Um, but later when the doctor went into the room, he said, well, the reason he's not answering questions is because he might actually not be able to answer the questions because he's confused, which would be the sign of a more serious medical problem. Hmm. So as I was reflecting back on my experience and I wondered to myself, and I, I actually called you and mm -hmm. I, I left, uh, on my drive home, I, I left a video message of Marco Polo with you and, and my brother-in-law Dylan. It was just processing, you know, what, yeah. to what level was there implicit bias that I had? To what level was there this stereotype of the angry black man that, that was affecting my own perception of this man not answering questions? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, we processed that together and I think it allowed all three of us to grow. But in contrast, had I driven home fuming at the nurse's comments about, well, I wonder if this is drug related or gang related because of the color of this man's skin, it would have done nothing to help me to grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I wouldn't have been able to share that moment with you and for all of us to be able to grow together. There is so much there that I would love to unpack, and we're right. probably going to do that in other podcasts, particularly as we talk about this, the the movement of Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. and our passion as a family for social justice and racial equality. But even just that story is powerful because you turned it into an opportunity mm -hmm. to look at yourself in the mirror. And then you invited others, your father and your brother-in-law, into the conversation so that we ourselves could look at ourselves in the mirrors and begin to ask the questions, how have we contributed? Right. Personally contributed and to we the all ills. Have. We, yes, all, we have all have contributed. In some way, the world that we live in today, it's easy to say all of these folks out there have done these things and have offended us in these ways. But to take time, particularly in this day and age, to examine ourselves first. Wow, it's powerful and very uncommon. Definitely. You had a second principle that you were going to share with us. Yes. So I think, you know, to kind of flip this conversation from basically not judging others, how do we respond when we are feeling like we're being judged by others? Hmm. And I think in a similar way that if I'm investing all my time judging others, I will never grow. In a, in a similar way, if I am investing all of my energy being offended by other people's criticisms of me, uh, of their criticisms of my thoughts and my words and my behaviors, 
rather than adjusting those things, then in that situation as well, I'll never have the opportunity to grow. Interesting. So even the thought that someone might come to you and say, I'm offended by this, or I'm, 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 quite honestly, critiquing this, right. the tendency is to be defensive Yes. instead of saying, is there something that they're sharing? Is there a, a, a grain of truth at the very least that they're sharing with me that I should explore, that I should look deeper into myself and ask the question, is this good? Is this right? Is right. this noble? Is this pure? Hmm. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. And I think even as we respond and feeling offended by others mm. when they're critiquing us. It, it does a couple of things. I think it communicates distrust in the relationship with that person that it would say, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're doing this to intentionally harm me. Mm. Um, or it additionally shifts the blame and says that, well, you're just, you're judging me because you're critiquing me because this is actually your problem. Mm. Or it rejects all responsibility on my part and says, you're critiquing me for literally no reason at all. And obviously that's not the case. Any yeah. criticism that comes my way, even if there's an ounce of value in it, that's something that that I can take to heart, and that's the only thing that I can really change. That's right. So even if you're receiving a critique from someone who regularly is criticizing you, mm -hmm. it is so powerful, and that's the whole point of this podcast, to pause and to look in the mirror and to ask yourself, what about this is true? You know, it's recently I was uh, sitting with some uh, actually student athletes and we were talking about dating and relationships and a lot of them and a lot of us in general, it's hard. Relationships are hard. Dating's hard. Marriage is hard. Um, romance is difficult and challenging. And so often when we are struggling in our relationships, we tend to think to ourselves, I'm sure subconsciously in many ways, if all of these things would change about this other person, right. I would be so much happier and we'd be doing so much better. Totally. Yeah. And I, I even wanted to share a story in, in my own marriage. Oh, please. Uh, a year and a half now that Noelle and I have been uh, married. But, you know, our biggest fight that we probably ever had was mm. a couple weeks, maybe a month or two before we got married. And we were talking about so many things, but the root of it was that we were having some problems in our relationship and we were basically arguing with each other about who had the greater percentage of the problems on their end. <laughs> um, and as I think back to that conversation, um, for me, that was not the right approach. It doesn't matter where the greater percentage mm -hmm. of the problem, where the greater leaning of the blame is. And I can say that this is never the case, but if there was ever a situation where something's 99% Noel's fault, which again is never going to be the situation and only 1% my fault. That's, that still means that there's 1% of a problem that I get to fix. And quite honestly, that's the only 1% that I can change that you have control over that I have own. control over. That's right. And particularly during this time that is so unpredictable and mm -hmm. so many things are out of our control. I say it all the time and I'll say it again, even here that the one thing I do want have 100% control of 100% of the time is my next choice mm. and how I respond to the circumstances around me. I can't control my circumstances, absolutely, but I can control my response to those circumstances. I can't control my spouse, but I can control my response to my spouse and even who I am becoming. It's so easy, son, is it not to point fingers mm. to say, if you would just change if you would just see the world differently, if you would just understand reality the way I do, right? <laughs> if you would just see things in a true fashion right. as I do. I mean, again, it's so easy to do that, 
But what you're sharing with us today, and I think it's brilliant, it's counterproductive. It solves no problems in our world today. Correct. It does not enable us to become the better version of ourselves. And and there's an activity that I've even, you know, be, begun to do over the past maybe six months of our marriage that when there is a criticism or a critique from my wife that comes my way, um, sometimes I'll respond defensively in the moment, but thereafter I will write it down. And I have a list on my phone of, it says, things to work on. Wow. Um, in my marriage. And I asked Noel if I could share some of these today. Um, there's some serious ones in there. I have a couple that are a little bit more lighthearted. Um, but one of the things that I had listed that I wanted to work on in my relationship with Noel, when I'm killing a bug, that I would crush it completely. <laughs> so that, that's been a conversation that we've had Interesting. Uh, where Noel has said, well, you might've only, it might still be alive. And so I, one of the things in my marriage <laughs> that I'm working on is killing bugs completely. Um, another thing is that when we're in a, when we're in a store, when we're walking around target, that I would walk next to her rather than behind her. And that I would frequently comment on the items on the shelves so that it feels more like I'm a part of the experience with her rather than she's dragging me along. So these are things she shared with you that she appreciate. These are things she shared with me that, that maybe seem, you know, again, lighthearted. It's kind of funny, like make sure I crush bugs all the way. Another one, for example, is when I pour myself a glass of water. I should pour her a glass of water too, even if she's not in the room, not planning on eating with me, just because there have been times where it's like, well, why didn't you pour me a glass of water? I might've wanted one. So I, I pour both of us a glass of water, uh, yeah. every time I pour myself a glass. So things like that, that are small things that she probably doesn't even notice that I've started to do, Yeah. but I, I can take those critiques to heart mm -hmm. and think about how can I be a better husband, even in the most minuscule of ways that my wife will really appreciate. And they're small things, but they're significant things. Mm -hmm. They're strategic things. And we talk about that even at the beginning of this podcast, that these are bite-sized podcasts right. about simple and strategic and significant choices in order to become the best version of ourselves. And so, son, I've enjoyed this conversation with you here today to, again, highlight three simple words, but when applied, can help us truly become the best version of ourselves. And not only so, to literally make the world a better place if we're willing to do the hard work of examining ourselves first. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.